Welcome back to another Isolation Cast. Today I have an incredible theater artist who I am so excited for him to tell you about his newest project, Nick Green. Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on today. Hey, thanks so much for having me. So why don't you tell the folks at home a little bit about who you are, and then we'll get into this awesome project that you have. For sure. So I am a playwright and book writer who lives in Toronto. My name is Nick. I'm a Gemini. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, theater professional. Been working in the theater business across Canada for about 15, 17 years, somewhere around there. Uh, and most recently, the creator of the Social Distancing Festival which I was so excited to see the other day. I had, it had been a little bit on my periphery, and then I saw that David uh, Hine and Irene Sankoff uh, did a video of a song from Come From Away, and I worked on a show with them a few years ago, so I was super excited to see that, which led me down the rabbit hole of the website, and I was like, oh, this is phenomenal. I need to talk to him. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about uh, what the festival is and kind of what your aim is with uh, what you're trying to accomplish with it and kind of the, the mission statement. Sure. So it all started on a fateful Friday the 13th when a musical I was working on uh, in collaboration with uh, composer Kevin Wong uh, got cancelled. And actually, it's funny you mentioned the Come From Away connection. We were in the same Sheridan College developmental stream that Come From Away was first developed in. Um, and so that's where we were doing this new show we've been working on for the last two years. And at the end of week one, we're told everyone go home. So, uh, yeah, and we're told that in a really nice way. Let me be very clear. They were amazing. Yeah. Um, but it was nonetheless, it was really, really devastating on like two levels. Um, First of all, all that work, and who knows if we'll ever see that show come to life after, after that. Um, but on top of that, like just as a person in Toronto, my whole family lives in Vancouver. Uh, I'm single. I live in a one-bedroom apartment downtown Toronto. And I was suddenly going, okay, so... I now need to go and be creative at home without a rehearsal hall filled with awesome artists. Um, and I'm feeling super discouraged and also kind of scared about the world, you know, falling apart. Mm -hmm. uh, what am I supposed, how am I supposed to stay creative and motivated? So it dawned on me, like, we really need a platform where artists who are going to suddenly found that, find themselves without a project to look towards as somewhere that they can create something and submit to and get some of that canceled or postponed work out into the world. And that's what the website became. I love that. That's amazing. And I'm looking through even more in just the kind of broad spectrum of art and projects you all are kind of uploading and streaming. Um, so can you talk about a little bit more about how it works and um, the kind of work you all are looking to kind of uh, put up there? For sure. Well, I'll answer the second question first. Yeah. yeah. So um, the, the work that we've really been prioritizing uh, are representations of an artistic work that's being canceled or postponed. So when I put out the call for submissions, we got 
I think like 400 submissions in like four days or something. Yeah. It was amazing. Like, and I loved, I loved looking at all of them. Um, but I'd say there was a, there was a fair number of those that were things people had created sort of since going into self quarantine or things that they had created a year or two ago. And so just in, in search of like having some sort of unifying factor amongst all the arts, I said, okay, first step, I'm only focusing on shows that were canceled or postponed. Beyond that, then I was looking at in the different mediums of art, which ones were really captured in like an interesting or captivating way virtually or like through technology. Cause obviously we're all going to be interacting with this work uh, on our computers. So sadly, you know, that archival on like a shaky cell phone cam doesn't, doesn't work so well and it's not representing the artist's work uh as much as it should right so and now you know like i think the submissions keep on coming we've only scratched the surface of stuff that's being canceled or delayed um but i i'm becoming more open to thinking about how down the road you know it might be a matter of starting to represent the work that is being created while in isolation because i keep saying we're in an art history moment like yeah we are going to be studying, or not, not we, I'll be dead, but in like a hundred years, they're going to be studying the COVID period of art, you know? And so I think that as this site evolves, it might start representing that. And hopefully it's not all just totally freaking depressing, <laughs> dark pieces of work, but who knows? Well, I think it's, you know, I think, you know, it's, I got really dark in my first couple of days and being a, you know, I'm a, I'm a designer and a director. And so for me, as like watching all my students get crushed because we had productions canceled and like a showcase of student work for our dancers, which is always like hugely exhilarating for them to be able to like put their hearts out there. And it's always, it's not sad stuff. It's not heavily dramatic stuff always, but like, I, you know, I, I felt so much darkness the first couple days. Like I think a lot of people did, um, but, you know, that's where this came out of, which is it's this idea that, like, I actually want to talk about joy and things that are making us happy, uh, despite of being scared and, like, what, you know, what that does. Because we're all really complex people. Artists tend to feel things much heavier than a lot of people do and in a much wider spectrum. So I think... You know, I don't think actually looking, you know, just maybe it's the artist that I know. I'm, I think there's going to be, you know, there's always going to be some introspective art, but I'm actually, I'm really interested to see kind of the vibrancy of what comes out of this, this time of like what people are making at home or between themselves. And if I will say this, this whole thing has proven that like, you cannot keep an artist down, especially like theater artists, comedians, like last night, um, this will be out in a couple days, but uh, Rosie O'Donnell revitalized her show for one night only with like 55 Broadway stars. It was huge. It's a big deal. But it's just showing that like, we all like it eats at us into if we're not creating something. So I, I could see some of it being dark, but I honestly see a lot of that just be seeing a lot of vibrancy and color and just really fun things to come out of that. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of like, this is a period of real meditation on uh, human connection and relationships. And so uh, I think there's been a lot of people out there who've stopped and thought to themselves, God, why have I been pushing so hard in that career when right now what matters is the, 
the FaceTime I have with my mom or, mm-hmm. you know, the connection I have with my neighbor. And so, like, that introspection, if there's anything that might be good that comes out of all of this, I, I, I have hope and believe that people are going to emerge from this kinder and more, you know, prioritizing honest, true human relationships. And I do think those are possible over FaceTime, by the way. You know, like, we can start now. Um, I've spent more time virtually with my best friend in the past week than I have in the last two months. So, and that was real, even if it was over webcam. Um, Yeah, so it's, it's an interesting time. It is. It is. Well, and I think what's interesting is I have a lot of, you know, I, I lived in New York for a while before I was based in Florida getting my graduate degree. And so I have a lot of friends who are really cool artists and they call themselves artists and they do things, but they've always had to like put that job first or taking that thing that they don't love because it's going to pay their rent in front of. And I'm getting to see them kind of bud and make really cool things, even if it's like hosting a nightly like web chat with people or you know doing you know the the drag queens who are not the rupaul's girls are doing these like vibrant nightly shows in place of their regular shows which i was like if you can like be motivated enough to like stay in your home get in full drag and perform numbers like that like i just those are the things that i love seeing because people are kind of while you know a lot of us are still working from home or the unemployment can be scary they're choosing to focus on those things that they love and they can actually maybe start doing again, which I think is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. great. Yeah. And well, and that actually segues really well back to how the site works. Cause there actually yeah. are some drag shows that live stream on there. So, um, so the, the site has sort of four components. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one that I think uh, pulls a lot of people to the site is the live stream directory, which is a really comprehensive list that we update every day of uh, different live streams that are hap- happening all around the world. And so if you go there, you can find uh, many times of the day. I mean, a lot of them seem to be more in the evening Eastern time. Um, there, There is a smorgasbord of live stream entertainment to engage with that you can uh, check out on there. So that's one, one aspect. The next is the actual sort of festival content, which is drawn from the submissions we've gotten. And so basically I've broken it down for now into four disciplines, dance, uh, visual art, music, and theater slash opera slash musical theater. Um, and that is a sort of, it's semi, I call it semi-curated. Like, I, mm-hmm. I have ensured that all of them seem quite interesting and also are watchable and of, like, a, you know, a good quality. Um, but I can't say I've watched every single one of them beginning to end because we're representing, you know, well over 100 artists throughout here. Um, and so th- there's those general categories. And then on top of that, there's the featured categories, which is a totally curated list of the submissions that really, really stand out to me. And I'm also updating that one pretty much daily. And then finally, the fourth one, which I'm most excited about, but everyone keeps making fun of me about because they think it's going to fail terribly, but I think it's cool, is the beer tent. Because mm-hmm. everybody knows 
that the best part of a festival is the beer tent, right? It's the beer tent. It's Absolutely. The beer tent. <laughs> and you know what? Artists love to drink. If there's one thing, even like sober artists are like, oh yeah, like you st- you'll still go to an event where people are drinking. Yeah, you can have yeah. lemonade. You can drink whatever <laughs> exactly, you want. You don't exactly. have to drink beer. It's, it's a celebration. It's yeah. And also that is where you meet the artists and you say, oh my God, I love your work. Let's work together. And so my idea with the beer tent, and it hasn't taken off yet, but it will. You mark my words. It's going to be the next, it'll be the Facebook for the arts. Um, my idea is it's a discussion forum and you can post topics or respond. There's also a chat, like an old school chat room function there. Oh, I love that. I know. I, I Honestly, I check it 10 times a day. No one's ever on it. I, it's heartbreaking. I once even went on and just wrote the word hello and then sat there for a while and nothing happened. But, oh, God. Um, Anyway, I, I, I really, really think that once people start just like being brave and posting in there and saying, hey, I'm a composer, I'm looking for an alto to sing this demo, like hit me here if you want to. And then someone in like the UK is like, send it over, I'll send you a demo tomorrow. Like, why aren't we doing that? We should do that. We just need, we the, we need the meeting place and the beer tent could be the place. Yeah, and I lo- I just I love that you call it the beer tent because like you know you walk around a festival for a while it's it's so it's sunny or it's rainy and you always need that place to like go and hang out and like this is literally someone the other day was like AOL should bring back classic chat rooms just for this and I was like okay that I know what I did in AOL chat rooms as a young teenager we don't need to get back into that but this this is like the evolved version of that and I love that like I'm I'm looking at it right now and I was like God as soon as we get off this call I'm gonna sign up because yes. <laughs> this is so this is so good and I also like while we're sitting here I, I'm thinking of like four or five new young musical theater composers that I know who I know are just literally working like mice and creating new content right now and yeah. like new works um, and so I need to send them this way as well which also makes me go I can't wait to see again see the things that come out of this because people suddenly have some time mm-hmm. and again while unemployment might be scary I, you know, I, I'm so excited for the future, which I think this is, this is so cool, which is what was exciting me so much about this festival, um, and why I wanted to talk to you. Well, that's, that's so awesome. So I I think this is a good segue a little bit. Um, Nick, other than the festival, which I'm sure is taking up a ton of your time right now, what else are you doing to kind of like manifest joy and kind of find those, find those things that are like making you happy and grounding you while, while we're in a time of uncertainty? I mean, I'm going to be honest, the festival has, I, I honestly believe, kind of like saved my life in the past week. Um, I have spent every day for seven days like looking at other people's art. And so, yeah, I need to create a few more healthy, healthier boundaries <laughs> around how long I, I'm spending doing that. And I mean, frankly, my eyes are starting to get mad at me. And so, like, I need, to, I, I'm not going to spend 14 hours a day anymore on the site, but... Um, other people's art is always in my, for my whole life, I'm a born and bred artist, like from the time I could walk, um, that has always brought me the greatest amount of joy. So even when I'm not sort of curating for this site, I'm sure that part of that is going to be going on Instagram or wherever and, and continue, like one of the things I, I do a lot is, uh, in the morning before I started this festival, 
I would um, find a contemporary artist of some sort and just go down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. and spend an hour just looking at their art and reading about them. And mm-hmm. that makes me very, very happy because uh, it changes the way I see the world for the day. Like I start yeah. seeing things by their angles and their color schemes and it's cool. Um, I also have been going for some walks because uh, we're still allowed to do that for now. Mm-hmm. Um, things here in Toronto are, are, are locking down a bit. Um, too. Yeah, so all the non-essential businesses are closing tomorrow night. So that's the twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. so I don't know where going for walks is going to be in the next few days, but um, I'll keep doing it until they say I can't with the proper distancing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my friends and I, we've dis- we've discovered some apps that we're going to use to commune. So. Um, um, one of the musical theater projects I'm working on right now is kind of loosely based on a genre of television show. I'm not going to go into any more details than that, but we, you know, we have figured out a way of watching the, a show together. Um, I love that. Which which we're going to do, and then I've heard there's some party time app or something that I'm going to get tonight where you can play like charades and heads up and stuff like that over an app with your friends so that's awesome that's so cool that's what i've been looking for because we have all of my friends like we play a board game at least once a week together uh as kind of grad students who are just going out of our minds so that is that's amazing that's that sounds like a ton of fun yeah i think it should be a good time and you know of course i I stocked up on booze so i'll pop open a bottle of wine when i do that yeah, that's, I mean, that's uh, that's the one thing I didn't grab when I went to the grocery store. Because, like, j- literally just before this call, I found out that my county in Florida is going to um, stay at home as of tomorrow, or tonight at midnight, um, with only essential, like, uh, places to be open, and we were supposed to stay indoors. Because I didn't realize we have, like, a third of the cases in our state are in my county, which is a tiny county. Um, so, yeah, so that was, I almost, I almost canceled, but I was like, no, 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 I need, I need this so much right now. So, um, I, yeah, that's, it's, you know, it was the one thing, though, I was like, shit, I didn't get wine. I didn't get wine at the grocery oh, store. <laughs> there's, still but, you know, there's still time. There's still time. There's still a little bit of time. Um, so I think, because um, a lot of my, a lot of the students here at University of Florida will listen to this, and kind of a lot of American theater artists and artists, so could you actually just talk a little bit about what the kind of, like, scape of Canadian theater is like right now, and working as a theater artist in Canada? Yeah, well, a pre pre corona. Um, yeah, pre corona. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it's amazing to work in Canada. Uh, the theater communities in every major city, um, you know, it's totally possible to work and live full time as a theater artist. Uh, the communities there are really supportive of one another, and you know, there's there's like. There's a bit of a star structure in each city, but it's accessible. You know, it's like no one's making a billion bucks doing a show in in Canada. So I I feel even the people who are working full time at the Stratford Festival headlining are are entirely approachable and kind and and uh, part of the community. Um, Development of new musical theater is is really, really taking shape up here. Uh, The Musical Stage Company and Sheridan College are two 
incredible hubs of new musical theater creation, uh, especially the Canadian Music Theater Project at Sheridan, which is where Come From Awake was created, as well as um, a few other shows that have you know gone on to tour through the states. Um, so the musical theater scene is exciting, and there is a cohort of musical theater book writers and uh, composer lyricist teams that are sort of coming up together, mm-hmm. and they are really, really exciting artists. So it's a great place to be a creator right now. Um, well, up until last week, and then the, <laughs> I, the future is uncertain, right? But I can tell you that, like, as a book writer for musicals, um, I've been continuing to work on musical theater projects with every one of my teams, and you know, everybody wants to stay engaged and working. And the companies up here have been really outspoken about their commitment to, you know figuring out a way to support us and get our projects to have a life. And so that's encouraging as well. Um, that's, that's absolutely amazing. Cause that's, I love anytime I've seen things. And I, when I lived in upstate New York, we would come to the Stratford festival at least once a year and pack in as much as we could. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's so good here just cause we don't always hear a lot about what's happening up there, but I know it's a huge vibrant community. And so I was also excited to see that you were, Part of that community uh, to to get to chat with you and so i know right now there are a lot of people who want to kind of help the arts continue to keep running um with the festival do you all have a spot on the website where people can donate if they choose to donate is there anything that's kind of going with the festival there's a donate page but it's not for the festival so the the we any anyone who's interested in making donations we direct them to our donate page that has a really nice list of international organizations that support artists like like the actors fund the writers trust there's sort of um different versions of those organizations in every country and we started by just casting the net and putting some up there and then some companies have approached us and asked to be added um, but if it's on the site, we've, you know, read enough to feel like this isn't a total hoax or something like that. Um, there's, there's a lot of different ways to support the arts right now. I know that places like the Actors Fund, you know, they, in the last week, they've given out almost as much as they usually do in a year. So it, it, if you have the money to donate, um, I think it's, it's really needed at those charitable organizations. That's awesome. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, you all have so much listed on the website that I was, you know, I've been exploring for the last couple of days and just seeing more. So I love that that's on there. Um, great. So before I ask you kind of our last question um, that I have for you, uh, where can people find the festival and where can people find your work online? Well, the festival is at www.socialdistancingfestival.com. Um, we're also on Instagram at social distancing festival and Twitter at distancing fest. Um, we couldn't get social distancing festival. It's annoying. Too many characters, (laughs) whatever. Um, as for my work, uh, I, I mean, my agent has a website for me, Marquee Entertainment, but other than that, just Google Nick Green Toronto. You'll find, uh, you'll find what you need to find about my work that way, I guess. You can follow me on Instagram at Nick Nick Green. And don't follow me, follow me on Twitter because uh, 
because it's not very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Awesome. Yeah, everyone should definitely check out the festival. I'm going to be posting all of that on our Facebook, um, both on my main podcast as well as this one, um, so people can find you all that way. So I think my last thing for you, Nick, is if you could have a few words of inspiration for everyone at home listening, uh, what would that be? I think I would say that... Um... The arts community is 100% there to support you if you need it. And that uh, I know for a fact that there are a lot of artists turning online to connect with one another um, in a time where we can't physically connect. And in my experience, uh, it has been completely fulfilling every single time I have reached out and said hello or returned that email or commented on that picture um, because people are, are looking at their screens wanting that human connection and they're there waiting for you. You just got to reach out and do it. Yeah. I love that. Well, thanks again for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. This has been an amazing interview. Are you kidding? I loved it. <laughs> Thank you once again for joining us for Isolation Cast Voices from Quarantine, presented by Dull Whip and Dreams. You can find us on Facebook at Isolation Cast and at Dull Whip and Dreams Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Dull Whip and Dreams on Twitter at Dole Whip Pod, and on our website at www.dolewhipanddreamspod.com. And make sure you check out the amazing things that are happening at the Social Distancing Festival at socialdistancingfestival.com. Make sure you find all of their streaming services, check out all of their featured, and make sure you join the beer tent and talk with other artists like you and see what's happening worldwide. Now go out and find your joy.